Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them. I don't feel secure. And honestly, I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive. So really, really recommend it. Love it. And I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening, Fiona, because I love their collection. So if you use the code LOVEBITES20, it's applicable on full price items only. This can be used online and in store. So there's two stores in Dubai, one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach. They also ship globally. If you're buying from outside of Dubai, then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture. Which is brilliant news. Thank you so much, El Couture. The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. Yeah, a friend just messaged me and said, under no circumstances should anybody do this when they have um, hemorrhoids or piles or, you know, anal skin tags that are a lot more common than people might shut the fuck up, you know. <laughs> no, I'm not saying anything. Fuck off. I'm going red. We could talk about everything. But I don't want to talk about anal skin tags. Anyways, I'm quite partial to a skin tag all of my life. And potentially, you know, that migrates down to the butt. <sighs> Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about, like Laura Rooney's Instagram video about period poo, one mm-hmm. of the most horrific things God gave us. Period poo is the worst. I had no idea that's how it was caused. I wasn't quite sure, but I knew there was a distinct correlation because we all have the period cramps. Can like... you explain it? Because if people haven't seen the video. Basically, it's to do with, you know, when you've got your period, it's something is leaked into your colon. <laughs> no, it's like a, t- a type of horror. Fucking health, you know, I didn't even want to put me on the spot. I would have like watched the video again to clarify. But basically something is secreted into your colon. That means um, it can't hold on to the nutrients as much. So basically it just, your poos literally run right through you. Hence period poop so isn't it also that your uterus is contracting because they're obviously it's pushing out the the wall lining so therefore your stomach is cramping which basically is then which is obviously caused by this leakage hormone and makes you poop they are the worst and they're like also what's disgusting it's okay we're just gonna talk about it the worst is like day one and day two right where you have your heavy periods and not only do you have gushing period and like clumps you've then got like diarrhea basically Mm -hmm. so like you're probably going through a lot of blue roll from the girl that's perpetually 
from the girl that is perpetually constipated. Sometimes I do appreciate a wee period poop, I'm not going to lie. Just to flush you out. Dear friends, we are nearly at the end of season one. What the fuck? How did that happen? We have loved incredibly from the bottom of our hearts how much you've reached out to us and talked to us and we effing love it. So please do continue to get in touch. Drop us an email, drop us a DM on Instagram and our Instagram is at the end of season one. I finally got it. Our Instagram <laughs> is lovebitespodcast underscore. Why did it take me so damn long? Or know. you can email us if you prefer. I know some of you write quite lengthy um, messages to us. That's easier on email. And our email address is info at lovebitespodcast.com. Fucking get in. Was that right? The 23rd episode and she gets it right. Yes. I finally finally locked down the name of our Instagram (laughs) and our email address. Our Instagram, which is the same name as our podcast. I just get so confused by things. I really do. Listen, I'm just going to put it out there. Finally, we're there. But anyways, the point is we've loved hearing from you. We read every message. We just appreciate y'all and just continue to do that. Anything that we're talking about in the podcast that resonates with you or you're screaming at us going, fucking hell girls are full of shit. That is not the right information, i.e. the period poop was not correct. Just drop us a line. You know where we are. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Mm. How was your week, my little girl? My week has been really good. Um, I have an interesting... No, I don't know what it is. Is it a theory? I guess. Uh, well, so basically, obviously, I've been seeing the photographer now for a couple of weeks. And I saw him on the weekend. And I have... So, women <laughs> who are like me and struggle with the kind of getting anxious, anxious attachment style, let's say, um, who, one, they start dating someone, will constantly fear that that person will end whatever's going on. Like, constantly, if you send a message asking them to do something, my first thought is, oh my God, he's going to say no. Anyway, obviously, he hasn't said no, because we've been continuously seeing each other. Um, And on the weekend, it was, what, six weeks Yeah, six weeks. And I don't know what happened. (laughs) Maybe it's my own thing. But I feel like there's been a shift and we've passed the threshold now. And tell me what you think about this theory. (laughs) When you're dating someone, there are obviously... You're sending messages being like, do you want to do something? You're arranging to meet up. And that's still... There's a bit of like trepidation, like... anxiety maybe of like are they going to message do they want to keep seeing me kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then you kind of get to the point where you stop having those emotions and you pass the threshold where like you just know that you're going to see each other again and you're not quote-unquote arranging dates you just know you're going to see that person Mm -hmm. and it stops becoming dates in a way you stop dating Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's basically where I think we're at. Great fucking timing because I'm basically leaving in four weeks. But So that's what I was going to refer to. It obviously seems like that lovely warm phase um, that you, like the season, the new, like season two of your relationship. Yeah, exactly. When it's, you know, it's kind of an expectancy that there is going to be a next meeting, not date perhaps. And that gives mm. me like all the warm and fuzzy feels of like, you know, semi-relationship vibes, but you're pissing off to Dubai. I know. And he kind of, am I right in saying he has kind of stated that he's not really into a long-term relationship? Yeah, he said, 
however long ago it was, a couple of weeks ago, that he wasn't looking for anything serious because he was going away. And I said, oh, well, that's fine because I'm also, you know, going away. But now mm-hmm. we're kind of past this thre- thre- threshold now where it is kind of in that stage of where it re- I think where it like relaxes a bit more and you get into the rhythm of seeing someone mm-hmm. and like, although we don't see each other all the time still, which is fine, but it's generally because like I'm busy, he's busy and we see each other when we can see each other and that's fine. Um, but yeah, it is kind of now in this phase where it's like, we did talk about obviously like, the, I mean, obviously I'm going, it's, it's fine. Um, but I'll be very interested to see how it pans out because mm-hmm. now it's it's relaxed and we're kind of coming into the last month of me being here. So I wonder how it's going to pan out. Do you think that, you know, removing the pressure of, you know, that expectancy of like putting a label on it, the relationship that's kind of, you know, melded your relationship into something a lot more relaxed and enjoyable without the anxiety? Or do you think that's just natural progression? I think where we've got to now is the natural progression. Mm -hmm. But I think that the reason why we've got here is because there's been no pressure. And I think for men, I think men, no matter what situation they're in, feel like they're in a pressure cooker. No matter what, they think that we put them in this pressure cooker. Mm -hmm. And I've taken that away. So he has been able to relax. And I don't know what's happened specifically this week that... Shift, something shifted and I don't know what it is it's really weird like you know when like you just know and it's not me relaxing like it is obviously me I am relaxing it's fine but like something's sh- I felt something shift in his behavior towards me and I don't know what it is and maybe it's just me being I'm not being so sensitive or something but I've I've really felt a difference no I for think the positive that that's, that's definitely when you feel that in your gut that mm-hmm. is absolutely the case and Fiona I think you are you hit the nail on the head as you always do <laughs> men inherently feel pressurized in the start of relationships even if women say no 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 don't worry this is super cash they still feel like they're being pressured they feel like they're being pushed in the direction of calling it you know a relationship or you know calling yourselves girlfriend boyfriend I think you've really removed that and not just by your lexicon and the words that you say you're not going to live in the same country as Mm. him one month from now and I think it's probably give him the space to just enjoy the relationship for what it is relationship quote-unquote I would ask Fiona with this shift and the you know the relaxing of things has that made you you know, feel stronger for him? How do you feel about leaving? Because it seems like you're really into it at the minute. And obviously I'm concerned by you leaving in a month's time. Will you feel bereft? How do you anticipate that? Do you know what? I actually don't know because basically me, so I'm also someone that probably needs to go to therapy. Let's just put that out there. I so every time I've seen him or every time I used to see the barber or whatever, I would see them and I would after the the meeting the next day, I'd have this, I'd be in this state of like, oh my God, I like them so much. And I'm on this like major high. And then if they're like not messaging me or they're being a bit slow, I get myself into like, it's almost like I get into like a major low. Mm-hmm. It's it's and my emotions are really up and down because I'm like in in a constant state. I'm in the red zone constantly because I'm like 
wondering whether they're going to message and like really overanalyzing because I feel like they don't like me as much as I like them. And I'm in this constant like up and down mode. Um, and then this weekend, I don't know what he did differently, but I, maybe I felt a bit more validated by him. I don't know. Um, for the first time ever, he said like three times how nice I looked. And then he did say to me, I'm, he was like, I, you told me, because I said to him, I was like, you don't ever say it to me. And I said that ages ago. And he was like, I know you told me that I don't say it. So I'm saying it. And I was like, good, listen and learn. But I don't know whether I I've, I've felt like validated because mm-hmm. now I like got back home and I said this to my friend. I didn't feel, I, I really like him, but I didn't feel that state of like euphoria which is good because that means I haven't had this like... The crashing down the to crashing earth with dip. an almighty bang of depression and anxiety and yeah. angst. And it's almost like this love addiction that I've been wrestling with where I'm addicted to the feeling of like, will they, won't they? And I think a lot of the time this will they, won't they has stopped me um, really getting to know the person to see what the pros and cons are, because all I've been wanting to do is get them to be valid, get them to validate yeah. me. But now, like, I've got the validation, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, no, I still do, I still really like him, but I'm in a healthy state of euphoria. I'm not in like. Do you, wanna, do you know what it sounds to me? Obviously, you've been very open before, and you've just reaffirmed it. How you're kind of you've normalized that tumultuous drama that is so damaging to like your mental health and your anxiety levels you've clearly got yourself into a really healthy place of just enjoying the moment Mm. and enjoying the seeming peace and tranquility of it all you're feeling validated by him but I would also say that you're validating yourself an awful lot more with what you've mm. learned and what you've been through of recent. By the way, this is a complete aside. It's nothing about um the photographer. But I sent you a message last week, right, that my friend Jen sent me. Yeah. About, I mean, she, she's one of my best friends. She actually introduced myself and my boyfriend. She set us up. But she sent us the loveliest message. Um, I'll actually keep the message for next week because we're going to talk about our reflections on the podcast and stuff drawing an end to season one but I was at her house drinking wine last week and she was like quite quiet over there on the sofa and she was just looking through your Instagram right and she's like Laura I am obsessed with Fiona like (laughs) she like when can we get her over to Belfast and I was like no we'll get her soon enough she was like not only is she like a super nice girl but she's so fucking hot and so beautiful so I can't really marry the girl who's insecure and has these issues with that girl that I see on Instagram combined with the most phenomenal fucking personality. So oh, don't make me cry. <laughs> I know, but God, please not again. <laughs> no, no. So that's fine. why when you're saying about you feeling validated, whilst I love the fact that this guy is making you feel validated, I really hope that there's a part of you that as we are cathartically, you know, going through the the motions of this podcast you're feeling that validation from the core from within Mm. you're looking at your life and the person that you are and you're like fuck yes I am smashing it I am all of these things and it just so happens that I'm currently seeing a guy who's sound as fuck you know being like justifiably justifiably good to me having good sex and all the good things 
And yes, I am smashing it. So anyways, there you go. That's just an aside. I wanted to throw that in. Your biggest fan is Jen. Jen, if oh, you're listening, you're oh, just you. amazing. You. And I love it when girls are so forthcoming with compliments like that. Yeah, I do. Girls. And I'm a big believer. When you feel something for someone, if you walk past a girl in the street and you like her dress, you tell her, I love that dress. Mm. If you are following somebody online and even if you know they're never going to respond to your story just mention listen I really benefit from your social media content and how you make me feel and the same goes for our friends and our acquaintances and our colleagues so yeah just be fucking nice and and extend all the compliments like they're you know there's they're in abundance and there's not a reservoir that's going to deplete the more that you hand out to people but you know to add to that point so I've had quite a few people message me that and friends said to me they're like you're really hot I don't understand what why you have an issue and like a few girls obviously who listen to the podcast have messaged me basically saying that and my point is and I think this is basically where maybe my insecurities come from is I know what I look like and I know I've got a great personality and friends and whatever So why I get insecure or don't feel validated is the men that I date or like have had things with or whatever, when they can't see that, I'm like, are you okay? (laughs) Are you fucking blind? Are you for real? And I'm like, how? Like, I'm like, and that's, and it makes me feel insecure because I'm like, Am I missing something? <laughs> like <laughs> I suppose it depends on the fluctuations of your mood. When you're feeling like you're smashing life and you're winning at life, that makes you feel emboldened and fierce. But when you're feeling low or tired or a bit insecure <clears throat> or hormonal, those things can just play havoc with your self-esteem. Yeah. When I and, yeah, when I was younger and and probably way way more insecure, when a guy, you know, ghosted me or didn't want to date me or whatever, I would pin it on my body. I'd be like, oh, it's because I'm not skinny. And now obviously I know that that's to, to not be true, but so now it's, I'm less, I'm not as insecure as I was, but now I'm like, I'm just like, I'm always a bit baffled by the men that don't want to date me. Cause I'm like, what's like, what do you, what more do you want? <laughs> Like, agree. what what else are you looking for my friend because mate I've, I've literally got all like all the things and you still don't want to date me so that's where I'm like um, like I genuinely look at myself and I'm just like am I missing something is there something no, that you can you're see absolutely not the only thing that you're missing is that guy that's gonna look at yeah, you and course. see the fucking love and kindness and mm. amazingness shining out of you you're missing that guy and you know the same way let's be honest Fiona there are some really good guys out there that tick a lot of boxes and when you don't feel it you don't feel it essentially the chemistry yeah. and things like that have yeah. to be there but anyways I just wanted to reaffirm what Jen said oh, which bless. is basically you have Love it all her. and you're fucking wonderful and yeah you're gonna make How it happen sweet. Um, just um, before we move on hang on I just need to take my dinner out of the oven <laughs> Go for sorry it. you just keep chatting Laura <laughs> do you know what hold on is the dog What are you having, Fee? Can you hear me? Huh? What are you having? Oh, well, my friend Gemma, or our friend Gemma, actually, uh, uh-huh. came and stayed with me on the weekend. <clears throat> and she's vegan. And to be honest with you, I am vegan 
a lot of the time, mm-hmm. mostly during the week. On the weekends, I'm probably not as. And I, um, she is obsessed with the plant kitchen, M&S plant kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I am also obsessed with it. So yesterday when I was so tired, I went to M&S. I basically bought myself like 17 M&S plant kitchen meals. So I'm having a plant kitchen lasagna. Do you know what? I'm all for the convenience. All for the convenience. I bought myself 14 ready meals the other day for £40, shoved them in the freezer. Do you know what? I cannot be bothered cooking anymore. I cannot be bothered cleaning up. And you know what I can't be bothered with? The resentment that I feel when he doesn't cook and I do. And I'm just like, you know what? Yes, I may be working from home, but I'm fucking working from home. I'm not sitting around like a lady muck that just gets to play with the dog all day and make lovely meals for you coming in. Not that he ever expects me to do it I just sort of feel like if you can blockade resentments as you feeling them feel them rising inside of you where we talk continuously about troubleshooting and if we troubleshoot with clients and life events we should also troubleshoot in our relationships and I feel resentment riding rising in me with things like cleaning and cooking mm. and different things in life so if I can get some ready meals in the freezer and you know pay for somebody to come in and clean my house once a week then I'll do so we need to have a little troubleshooting troubleshooting chat. Um, so not that there's anything wrong, but I do believe in shooting the breeze every now and again about things. Nip, nipping in the bud. Yes, and not allowing things to escalate. Fester. And it doesn't necessarily mean that your relationship's in trouble by any stretch of the imagination. It's just a case of saying, you know that thing that you did? I'm worried that that may potentially grow mm. and actually I might end up really hating you down the line. So can we just stop that? I love and- that. Have you had any um, lickouts? <laughs> No. Lick out orgasms, as you call it. So right after this podcast, that is on the agenda. Uh, that. He has been working the clock round. I mean, day in, day out. We, like, I feel like a broken record, but we don't go to bed together. We don't wake up together. He's a shift worker. So we don't see each other um a lot. And he has been exceptionally busy recently. And I just saw him this morning and he woke up absolutely looking, God bless him, exhausted. And I was like... I feel like I haven't actually, I feel like I haven't seen you. I feel like I have not sat down and spent any real time with you in a long time. And that, that is grounds for a disconnect sometimes. Mm. So yes, after this podcast, um, so Good. we will not be running over the time. I'm like, I need a dick appointment. A little bit of connection, a little bit of us time to like align our chakras, so to speak. I love that. Well, not to overrun, because obviously a dick appointment is very important. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about. So. The anal edition. The anal episode. Anal episode. It is anal August, and we are on the last day. <laughs> when this podcast comes out, it will no longer be anal August. It will be... Saucy September. Saucy September. Sphincter September. Sphincter September. Okay, so fine. We're still like, we're still in the theme. Okay, so we've had a a question in. It's not a letter. A question from one of our listeners. Thank you so much um, to you. Because uh, we put out a poll also about like, you know, what what you'd like us to talk about. um, And 
a few people came back with anal. So there was a reverberating influx of anal, anal requests. Chat. It seems like we all have issues when it comes to anal. So let's go. Let's, let's head go. it, Fiona. Hi, girls. Anal question. My boyfriend has been pestering me for bum fun for a while, and it's really bothering me. I'm not into it, but then again, I haven't really tried. Perhaps I will enjoy it. Do you have any tips? Also, my boyfriend mentioned once that his ex loved it, and now I feel inadequate. What to do? First of all, don't ever fucking feel inadequate because an ex has done something that you might not want to do. Mm-hmm. That's just my number um, one. That um, I feel that girl because I had an <clears> ex <throat> and he always used to say to me, oh God, you don't want to do it. God, my ex just loved it. And I was like, are you trying to make me feel inadequate? Is this some sort of passive aggressive mm. attempt to guilt or shame or pressure me into doing it because your ex-girlfriend like liked it too and that's a real dick move to me that's that's a manipulative move and anybody that tries to do that like they're, they're not okay and that's not acceptable behavior so on that note if your ex is doing that on purpose then he's a massive asshole excuse the pun of the anal conversation um should we so, talk about the results of the poll because there was some yeah, super interesting ones I've got them here in front of me, Fee. Um, there's the tips for enjoyable anal and we can talk about that shortly. So have you ever tried anal? What do you think is the breakdown? I think quite a lot of people have tried. So I'm going to say, but not that many. So I'm going to say 60% have said said yes. Okay. So 51 have said yes, okay. 49 have said no. So about a 50-50 split more mm, or less. Yeah. Which to be honest... You know what? I, I wasn't shocked by that. I, that's mm. kind of what I expected. I've not tried it. I was one of the no's. Okay. I was a definite yes. Do you enjoy anal? <clears throat> how many yes? How many no? What percentile? Well, I would assume much more said enjoyed it because... Uh, uh, 70%? Enjoyed? Enjoyed. Only 30% reported enjoying anal. And I would be in the 30%. I didn't oh, particularly really? enjoy it. Okay. I kind of did it. I felt kind of pressured into doing it and I felt that that was the one thing that I could do to keep that person interested. I look back and I want to smack myself in the head. That's besides the point. Did you ever feel pressure from a partner to do anal? What do you think? I'd say like 80%. So only 36 reported feeling pressure and 64 didn't. So again, I would fall into the 36. um, Mm. Even 36 is too high actually nobody should ever feel pressure to do anything in the bedroom do you consider anal a special sex act like a birthday treat again kind of 50 50 on that one and then this is the one i was so i love this freaking shocked at i'm like wildly impressed the pegging pole firstly fiona can you please clarify what pegging is yes so pegging is when either one of you girl boy 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 girl girl is wearing a strap-on dildo and fucks the other person with the strap-on mm-hmm. it can be vaginally if you're two two girls of course mm-hmm. um but it, as we're talking about anal this is where you're basically fucking your partner with a strap-on in the butt like works See, probably more with to uh, caveat this girls. i was looking at the nature of the, our, you know our demographic of interactor on social media and they were mostly women so i'm assuming that they the pegging we're referring to is the woman fucking the boyfriend with yeah. a strap on 
ladies, would you be open to pegging your partner, i.e. riding your boyfriend with a strap on? So we did stipulate that. I thought this was going to be a 99% no and like 1% would be like, yeah, we'll give it a go. 23% said they would consider pegging their partner. And I was quite taken aback by that, but also pleasantly surprised that like people are open to this. They are, you know, clearly no shame with these people, no guilt, which is awesome, which is what we want. And I don't know if I mentioned this previously, but I was with a group of friends recently and I just happened to mention pegging, you know, as you do. And three of the girls said that it's not something that they would consider. And one of the girls who's actually typically quite conservative and a little bit shy in relation to sex said that she would consider it and she saw absolutely no issue with fucking her boyfriend or her partner with a with a strap-on dildo and I was taken aback but like fuck I think that's class so I said yes but I mean I'm pretty open but I would only do it with a partner that I really loved or that I was really into and if he asked for it in a respectful way and it was came from a place of non-judgment um, from me, basically. I don't think if I was like having sex with someone like that I just met and he said, mm-hmm. I want you to do this, I'd be like, mm, not really the time or the place. I feel like with that, time and a place. Unless you're completely into it and you're like, you'll do it whenever. Yeah, I love that. Personally openness. for me. For, yeah, do you know do what I I think you're one million percent right you'd need to really be into the person although Fiona there's clearly people that would do that you know women that would do that and to them it's such an erotic turn on so to them it's little odds whether they're in the relationship or not but I just thought that was quite a startling and surprising statistic and one that I think is like weirdly liberating the fact that a woman would be prepared to don a vibrator and shagger partner up the butt anyways pegging poll is this something you're into because whilst we did ask about the poll like let us know your thoughts is this something that you enjoy is it something that you would actually be really inquisitive about trying it on your partner like your, your boyfriend for example but you would be worried about their um their opinion on it you'd be be worried about you know, them being absolutely affronted. Let us know your pegging stories. Drop us a DM on Instagram. Mm. See, for me with anal, right? I've not had, I've not had anal, but I've done anal play as what we have discussed with whatever I've done recently. But also on, for me personally, I don't mind a little bit of anal play. And that's like fingers, a tongue, a vibrator, I'm into that. I've just not gone the extra step. And I think that. So I listened to a podcast and we will link it in the show notes. Laura's got a few articles as well on anal. I listened to a podcast um, with Sex with Emily, who we've mentioned before, Emily Morse. And she talks to the owner of B-Vibe. B-Vibe is a vibrator, sorry, sex toy company uh, that specifies in anal play. And... Um, I listened to the podcast and they had some really helpful tips about how to kind of start uh, warming yourself up, if you will, for anal. So, for example, this 
listener is asking us kind of what tips because she's not really into it but she hasn't really tried so one of the main tips which i think is a really really good tip which is actually something that i would try as well if i had a partner that wanted to do anal because obviously from her perspective like he really wants to do it and she's like willing to give it a go they suggest buying um uh a series of butt plugs, which mm-hmm. basically will help. It's like basically training your bum uh, to take take a dick. Mm-hmm. So there are different sizes and you can basically listen to the, obviously the episode because they'll explain it better than me, but basically you're training yourself um, so that it's not such a shock. And obviously, of course, loads of lube. Make sure you're super, super turned on. Foreplay should last for like a year. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think start that way slowly slowly don't don't try and do it one random night it needs to be over a series of weeks practicing for it because I think that a lot of the time women we think it's just we don't practice for it and that's when it is not enjoyable and it hurts us because and that's where tears happen you know because you haven't trained your body So I was surprised at that because I have tried it before. But again, I felt pressure and Mm. I could have said no, but I kind of was in that insecure phase of my relationship where I felt that I had to do something to keep somebody around. Um, And he pretty much just like rammed it in one day and I was in the most like, Mm. oh my God, the most horrendous, horrific pain. And it didn't even occur to me that one should train their asshole. So yes, it's basically called an anal dilator and you can do it either a series of butt plugs or you can get this like anal dilator thing. You can start off with a finger or a butt plug or, you know, numerous fingers to kind of warm your butt up. It's like training a muscle in your body. And naturally the butt does not produce, you know, moistness and lubrication the the same way a vagina does. So honestly, you need to lube yourself up like there is no tomorrow. Like lube is of critical importance. So is getting really turned on. And there's a few other... Sorry, can I just stop you really quickly? I don't know why I've just got the giggles because I'm just laughing at the fact that Laura and I... Laura and I met at work and we used to sit and talk about press releases and now we're sitting and talking about anal warming up the bun with lube. Oh my god, my but you know what? I much prefer, you know for me to sit down and write a press release on lube, honestly, give it to me any day than the other press releases that we have to write. But hey, we're not here to talk about work, we're moving swiftly on. Fucking hell. Okay, Fiona, tips for lube, because that's what people are here. I love lube. Love lube. Can I just say something? We've kind of alluded to the fact that the majority (laughs) of women do not enjoy anal. And I know that's going to piss off a lot of people listening because there are people out there that love it up the butt. One of my best friends prefers it up the butt (gasps) more than up the vagina, yes. And she can come and she can come through anal penetration and trust me according to my research there are a plethora a slew of nerve endings up the butt so it makes sense and apparently um as you know the clit is just an iceberg it's just the tip there's so much like that goes on behind the scenes i.e that wishbone shape of the 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 internal um clitoris form uh, function and that really does um it's located very close to the ass so you really can actually have 
an orgasm through anal sex. I personally believe that it needs to be in conjunction with clitoral stimulation, but just putting it out there, there are women that absolutely relish the anal activity. So... Well, it's probably because they've trained their bodies. Trained their bodies. And you know what? It's just a bit dirty. It's a bit raunchy. And also there's plenty of nerve endings up there to make like, that's just magic. Okay, plenty of lube. I just want to go through our readers, um, sorry, our listeners tips. This is what, tips, excuse the pun. These have been submitted (laughs) on on Instagram. Lots of lube. Um, What did this girl say that I find very funny? An ex licked my asshole and it turns out I like it. Now I'm going to have to request this. You fucking do that, sister. Oh, I like it as well. This is a point that we all need to be very honest and open about. You have to be clean. And one of our mutual friends, who we know that loves it up the ass, stipulated this. He was telling me a lot of his anal insights and the gay community take anal sex really seriously but they prepare for it they just don't get drunk on a night out and go Mm. home and like have anal sex with somebody there's preparation involved you know the area has to be clean either by like a douche or an enema or something like that they won't have like a big massive burrito that day for lunch because can you explain what a douche or an enema is sure so a douche or an enema is like um i mean this is a really crude way to describe it but like a uh, let's say like a small plastic squeezy thing and you fill that with you know obviously not super cold or hot water like lukewarm and then you squirt that up your butt leave it in for as long as you can to ensure the lower part of the colon is clean and then you just squirt that out so you know it just ensures that there's no trace of poo or anything like that let me tell you something I was so turned off by anal sex because I was so paranoid about shitting myself. Like I'm continuously constipated. I feel like I I live in a perpetual state of being constipated. And I was always worried that the penis in my butt would like trigger an avalanche of, you know, poop. (laughs) However, for the most part, poo does not reside in the lower part of the colon. Poo is resided like in the upper, upper part of the sphincter. So chances are they will never the penis will never activate um, an onslaught of poo. So just don't be worrying about it. And what the experts say is to test this, put a finger inside your butt or a butt plug or whatever, and it's going to come out like clean, but the douche and the enema will just ensure that it's like super clean, like Mm. clean as a whistle, you know? An enema is basically a tablet that you take that clears. No, no, it's not. Yeah, it's a tablet that you put up the butt and it basically empties your... Yeah, Bum. sorry, I was the douche I was referring to. That's, was the, what you, that's what you need. You need an enema to get your constipation. I just need to eat some fruit and fiber, babe. Yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of my personal, personal um, tips on this is truly being so comfortable with your partner because the reality is we all need to be cognizant of the fact when something's in our butt, there are... There is a significant chance of shitting oneself, farting, unsavory bodily functions, noises, smells, etc., etc. If you're with somebody where you are so embarrassed and paranoid, it's not going to be an enjoyable experience. If you're with somebody where the res- it's a respectful, healthy relationship and you end up shitting all over the white Egyptian cotton bed sheets, 
please be in a position where you can laugh about it when there's no judgment because those things happen. Look at our friend who we've talked about before who loves the ginger when that guy rammed his dick up her butt and she had projectile diarrhea all over the bed. She was mortified. Mm. Now, obviously, she didn't know that was going to happen. That was like a bit of a dick move or whatever. But yeah, it's so important to like talk about those things, be honest and just like try to have a laugh with it. Um, loads of lube and also this girl sent in a tip which I thought was really helpful instead of like dedicating your full sex session to anal just do it right at the end when you know he's about to come so you know it's only going to be a couple of strokes and then he's done essentially Mm. like when you know he's close to climaxing that's when he should probably get in there and you know carefully come inside of your butthole just so it's like nice and short and sweet if that makes sense that's what this girl said that she does with her boyfriend and over time they've kind of prolonged the penetration period that's a really really good tip because what you'll what you'd be scared well i know that a lot of women's fears is they just don't want to get hurt like it's Mm -hmm. they don't want the pain but i do think that the training, the lube, being comfortable, being relaxed, a lot of foreplay beforehand. Um, Crucially, we need we can't talk about anal, Fiona, without talking about the old UTIs. So I got mm. the worst UTI of double my dip. life when I was double dunking. And, you know, it was going from there to there to there, back, forward, up and down. And I find myself with the most horrendous UTI. If you are having it inserted in your butt, for the love of God, do not let it go near your vagina without it being properly washed Mm. or whatever. That's why I suggest sometimes it's better just to leave the anal stuff to the end so there's no chance chance of cross-contamination. If you're wearing a condom... Um, and you're floating between anal and vaginal, you have to change the condom. Yeah. That's just the reality. Otherwise, the poor girl will end up riddled with UTIs, which Ooh. we know are absolutely horrendous. So yeah, make sure that you're not double dipping <clears throat> between the two. I also think that there is a thing where there's nothing wrong with just wanting to do anal play. You don't have to do the whole... I'm. By the way, I don't know if that's the correct wording for it, but I'm just, I'm using it as anyway. Anal play for me is what I'm coining as, which it could be the right terminology, but I'm going to coin it for the sake of this podcast. That anal play is basically anal foreplay. So, which sounds about right. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with just wanting that. You don't have to, just because you like getting rimmed, doesn't mean that you want the dick in your butthole see rimming okay. is just is just as pleasurable because apparently and a finger the, the plethora of nerve endings also exist at the entry of the mm. butthole they're not just inside you don't have to delve deep inside you can just like that anal play and another listener wrote in to say um i have experimented with a small vibrator and anal play it was so good i'm looking into plugs um etc let me assert that I've done this all on my own. So when it comes to doing it with my partner, I feel confident. And I think that's an excellent point. There's nothing to stop you when you are masturbating or, you know, having some alone time, self-care, watching porn or whatever, whether you're using your fingers or a vibrator, why not like introduce some anal play, whether it's a finger or a butt plug? And it's something that can be enjoyed 
immensely on your own and potentially if you're worried about doing it with a partner it would be a good idea to try it on your own first of all just to ensure Mm. that you're kind of cool with it by yourself because what's the difference between a vibrator and a butt plug yeah I love what's the difference I mean exactly what's the difference I mean why why not give it a go at the same time you know while you're down there (laughs) while it's all going just add that into the mix I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go I'll feed back because I bought a little butt plug before. Did you? Um. Yeah. Like. Like I said. I. I don't want to <laughs> shit all over those who like anal because you know I know people that derive immense enjoyment from it. And don't get me wrong. At times, I really, really did enjoy it. But um, for me, the sensation I probably didn't love. And if I'm to be really honest, I wasn't totally comfortable with my partner and I was really self-conscious and paranoid that I would do something disgusting um yeah and a lot of people actually have anal issues and by anal issues I mean like protruding things coming from their buttholes oh I so get a friend just badly yeah a friend just messaged me and said under no circumstances should anybody do this when they have um hemorrhoids or piles or, you know, anal skin tags that are a lot more common than people may shut the fuck up, Fiona. You're gonna have to say No! I'm not saying anything. Fuck off. I'm going red. We could talk about everything. But I don't want to talk about anal skin tags. Anyways, I'm quite partial to a skin tag all of my life and potentially, you know, that migrates down to the butt. <sighs> Fiona, we've managed to go a full season and I told you that's the only thing that's off the table. Anyways. When you said when you said anal skin tag, what would what did you expect me to do? I just we- sit there and say nothing. <laughs> um, anyways. We've now <laughs> given a spoiler. <laughs> Anal skin tags and hemorrhoids are very common down there. And you may feel that you're the only one who's been like, you know, marred with the dilapidated arsehole. But trust me, nobody really loves their asshole. I don't know. Maybe some people do. I How's do your bleaching going, by the way? Oh, are you still do you know, doing that? Do you know what? I've really been lax and I've forgotten. Because do you know why? I'm with a guy that just doesn't go near the arsehole. And actually, yesterday, not yesterday, was it yesterday? Whenever I saw him, Saturday, um, I said to him, literally, as we were going to sleep, I was like, do you like anal? And he was like, what a, like, random thing to say just as we were going to sleep. And he was like, no, he was like, it doesn't really do it for me. He was like, I just don't really see the point in it. So I'm like, you know what? Some guys aren't that into it. And, like, I think also that's another thing. Like, if you're you're curious and you want to try, ask your partner. And Mm -hmm. if it is something like, like for me, this is what I find so funny about like the difference between women and men and I'm being super general as I always am. But like, I would be up for trying it, right? Because I've never really tried it before. Um, I'm curious about it. I actually think that I could end up enjoying it because I'm quite relaxed and whatnot um, about sex. I'm open, Um, but I've not tried it because I've not yet, I've yet to find a partner that's been really, really into it and been really wanting to do it. So I've kind of just been like, whatever. But like him saying to me, yeah, it's not really my thing. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, move on. This girl, the our lovely listener who has written in basically has said that her boyfriend is really, really wanting to do it. And she's not that bothered. 
but she is going the extra mile and is researching it and trying to find out ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Would it have been reciprocated the other way? That's the question. If she really wanted to do it and he was like, do you know what? It's not really my thing. I haven't really tried it. She'd probably have been like, okay, no worries. We don't have to do it. And I do think it's a very woman, a very women thing to do to basically like make the sacrifice in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of women would just keep quiet and be like, do you know what? It's okay because we do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, can you imagine if a guy was like, um, if the girl was like, oh, do you know what? I don't really like giving blowjobs. I don't. Th- I think the guy would probably break up with it. <laughs> Potentially, no. I think that's. I really extremely, like. I think I, it's a, I a fair it's... point. And just to reiterate, if you're feeling overly pressured about this sort of thing, like have a conversation because it's not okay. Yeah. I remember an ex-boyfriend of mine coming in with a bag of lube, bag of lube ass products, and I think I must have spent about fifty quid in boots, and like we tried it and like to be honest like respectfully after the first time I was like oh my god no I can't do that and he was like listen fine no problem but like he went out and spent nearly 50 pounds on Mm. fucking lube like he wanted it so badly but I have to say he backed off and you know that was totally fine but to summarize our tips dear friends the importance of lube lube and more lube the importance of being comfortable and open and being able to laugh at yourself and have fun should something happen that you weren't expecting trim your nails prepare and by prepare we mean make sure that you are clean um, on the outside internally whether enema or douche or whatever um, and make sure that you're not eating a big massive burrito an hour before and relax and get yourself as horned up as possible and if after all of that it's not for you and you don't enjoy it then guess what you don't have to fucking Mm. do it there are so many other aspects of sex that are enjoyable and lovely and orgasmic anal is just a small part of the sex pie Mm. you know and also it's totally okay to absolutely love it there's nothing wrong with that i feel like girls maybe feel a little shame if they say that they love it and again absolutely nothing wrong with that on that note <laughs> on that note he's, he's popping his head and he's like next time it's it's dick appointment time for laura yes. all right well we will go and let you get on with your dick appointment <laughs> thank um, you i will chat to you next week for our final episode of season ah, one. Oh my god i love you goodbye love you see you later see you later